Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Today I'm going to be talking about cultivating joy, some psychological strategies, as well as what the Bible teaches about how to enter into the spiritual realm, tapping into your spirit, but to do it in a biblical way. There's a lot of teachings nowadays that talk about spirituality and The Bible talks about light and darkness, so we want to make sure that we are staying in the light of Jesus Christ and not mixing in the darkness thinking that we're building our spirits. That's not what the Bible teaches. So today I'm going to get into that a little bit and probably in some future podcasts as well as we look at Principles for Transformation. So I post videos on Tuesdays. They play as a video on Spotify. On the other platforms, they're just going to be audio. And lately, I've posted a prayer to restore your true self and a prayer to break judgments and trauma bonds. So those are snippets from previous podcasts. I also have posted links that will take you to my books, my seminars, if you want to schedule a speaking engagement, my YouTube channel. And also, if you are enjoying these podcasts, if you would be so kind to leave me a Google review, there's a link for that. So before I get into how to cultivate joy, let's have a brief summary of what these last few months have looked at in terms of principles for transformation. I looked at the relationship of body, soul, and spirit when we started. In the world, a transformation is like a makeover. It's something external. But what the Bible teaches about transformation is that it's a metamorphosis. I'm basing that on a word in 2 Corinthians 3.18. This metamorphosis occurs as we gaze on the Lord, as we spend time with Him, as we allow Him to take us from glory to glory and strength to strength. It's a choice whether or not we allow God to transform us. We've looked at different ways that the Lord restores us, transforms us, things in our own nature that can get in the way, default modes, barriers, and also a reluctance to take reasonable risks. So as I mentioned today, I'm going to be talking about cultivating joy. It's sort of ironic that I have probably felt the most heavy oppression (laughs) this week when I've been studying how to cultivate joy. So sometimes that's just how it goes. So first of all, it's important to know that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And by that I mean that it's one of the things that the Holy Spirit produces in us as we come to know Jesus as our Savior and then cultivate the relationship and I'm going to try to quote that. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Any of these qualities that aren't 
kind of automatic in your personality the Holy Spirit helps us cultivate. Also, you probably know that it's what we focus on is going to influence, you might call it our headspace. Philippians 4.8 gives us guidelines of what we want to focus on. Whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind, gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. That's the Amplified. It's easy to be defined by our pain, by our culture, by our past, by what other people expect of us. But that's not what the Bible teaches. So we don't want to live in denial, but we do choose what we focus on. And what we focus on is going to influence our emotions. I think in upcoming weeks, I have posted Improve Your Coping Skills, the video, and it's also on my YouTube channel now. But a lot of that is talking about how we think. The overflow of the Holy Spirit produces joy. What we focus on influences our moods. 12-step groups encourage people to make a gratitude list, and it is a good idea. And I know when I get down in the dumps that I start rehearsing my blessings. Thank you, Lord. And I start going through the thankfulness so that I don't stay in whatever my default mode is, whatever mood I woke up in, that I'm going to tap into my spiritual life so that my spirit drives my emotions and not that my emotions are going to drive everything else. So it's sort of a discipline, but wow, it's freeing because we just don't want to be defined by all of the pressures around us. So I want to start talking about more of the idea of drawing from your spirit life, entering the supernatural realm of God. And maybe this sounds weird, but it really isn't. Remember, we're designed body, soul, and spirit. I have a lot of teachings on that. And so God designed us to inhabit our bodies and take care of them. That our soul, our thoughts, our emotions, that they're an important part of us. We don't want them to dominate us or our physical appetites. We don't want those to dominate us. They have a place. But most of us don't really know how to cultivate our spirits. Your spirit is not your brain. It's not what you think. Your spirit is either alive or dead. We learn that in Ephesians. And it becomes alive when we invite Jesus to be our Savior. But the Bible teaches us how to live more out of our spirit and less just out of our thoughts or our emotions. So I'm going to get into that a little bit now. And then probably in future podcasts, I plan on delving into this more so that people aren't confused by what is spirituality that's really counterfeit and what is spirituality that keeps you in the light of Jesus Christ. So first, keeping with our topic of joy, I'm going to look at Psalm 22, 3. And you know, I usually read out of the Amplified. So that says, 
you are holy, you who dwell in the holy place where the praises of Israel are offered. Another verse says God is enthroned on our praise, and that means cause to dwell, to abide. I have one room in my house where that's where I read the Bible, that's where I study, that's where I pray. It's the office. You might see it when I post videos on Facebook. When people come in here, they comment on the level of peacefulness. And it's because I have cultivated an atmosphere. I didn't even know I was doing it. But because there's so much time I spend in the presence of the Lord in this room, this room has a more peaceful atmosphere. And God's presence is easily invited. It's kind of hard to explain. But if you know God's presence, then you you know, you feel the peace. And it's, a, it's different from when you're just happy or when you're relaxed. There's a distinct difference. And that's because it's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who brings us love, joy, peace. And that's where I get a lot of my creative ideas. It's really amazing. Most of it just comes from that time in God's presence. So when we choose to praise the Lord regardless of our feelings, to thank him, to focus on who he is, then we invite his presence, our spirits are nourished, and we can begin to tap into the joy of the Holy Spirit, which is a spiritual experience that flows over into our hearts and minds. Psalm 100 verse 4 is another really good place to look at this. That says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and a thank offering and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Bless and affectionately praise his name. I know if I do something for someone, I don't do it to get the thank you, but they ought to say thank you. (laughs) And so it's the same way with God. If we just focus on what we don't like, what we want him to do, we're really being, it's immature. So it's not our natural mode to thank God. Uh, It's hard to say why that is. When we praise him, focus on him, we enter into his gates. Now I've done a couple of podcasts on gates. I did one on go through the gates in March of 2022. What does it mean to enter his gates? And we enter with thanksgiving. So I looked that up. I wanted to make sure I understood what that meant. And a gate is related to a temple, so that's worship, or a castle. It's entering into another realm. By choosing to praise God, we are entering into a spiritual realm that is light. When we are praising Jesus Christ, when we are thanking and focusing on God, we enter into our spirit life, the Holy Spirit, and then our spirits are nurtured. And we stay in the light as long as our practices are consistent with scripture. So this is where I always make my little comment. You need to know the word of God so that you can tell practices that are consistent with the Bible and keep you in the light 
and spiritual practices that take you into the dark. It says that the devil can disguise himself as an angel of light. People say they see light. That doesn't mean it's God. You have to know his protocol. So if you want to stay in the light, stay where it's safe, nurture your spirit, you need to know God's word and stay with the practices that are consistent with the word and stay away from the practices that take you into the dark. And our culture really pushes all kinds of things that the Bible says are darkness and are counterfeits. I'm going to read a portion from my book, Sheep Hear His Voice, about thankfulness. This is page 46. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. It doesn't seem easy for human beings to be thankful. Parents have to teach children to say thank you when they're young or they don't develop the habit. And we as adults may get preoccupied with stress, problems, and disappointments. Our focus easily becomes how to survive as we give God our worries, but not our affection. David, who was called a man after God's heart, had his problems, but he knew how to thank and worship God. The book of Psalms is actually full of songs David wrote, pouring out thankfulness and worship. Psalm 8 is a good example. It's said that the intimacy he cultivated with God in private as a shepherd strengthened him to slay Goliath in public. It's okay to be real and tell God our worries, but for a deeper connection with God, we need to be like David and learn how to pour out our affection to him. Relationships where one person comes only to talk about problems can't develop. Thankfulness deepens our connection to God. It allows us to enter the realm of heaven. The closer we are to the Lord, the easier it is to hear his voice. Being thankful takes our focus off of our problems, shifts us from fear to faith. This seems to please God and he blesses us with greater peace. Choosing to focus on God instead of our problems is a form of worship. We also position ourselves for transformation out of old negative thought patterns into new spiritually powered attitudes. Sometimes we will see change in our circumstances when we thank God. Other times, God will change us and strengthen us as he takes us through the circumstances. We can count our blessings to get to a deeper place in our faith. We can also bless his name by affectionately speaking the names of God in worship to him. So that was out of my book, Sheep Hear His Voice. And in terms of names of God, in the fall, I had several months of looking at the covenant names of God. And I have a prayer that I posted October 30th of 2022 with those covenant names. So some practical ways to implement this. We can sing. I mentioned use a gratitude list. We can play worship music, especially worship music that focuses on the promises of God, the word of God, the goodness of God. We can listen to podcasts or messages or testimonies. So we can borrow other people's faith and other people's joy if we're lacking in it that day. 
And also what we focus on, what we meditate on, even throughout the day, not just in our devotional time, but throughout the day when you're driving, we can focus on the things that are lovely and true, the goodness of God. So those are some spiritual and psychological strategies to help you cultivate joy because certainly most of us could use more of that. So I'm going to share some resources and then I'm going to pray for us. I mentioned that my first three podcasts that I posted in November of 2021 talk about cultivating your spirit. Also, I mentioned if you want to learn more about Gates, go through the Gates I posted March 27th of 2022, How to Feel Secure with God and People on my YouTube channel, The Covenant Prayer with Names of God here on Spotify, posted October 30th of 2022, The Prayer to Break Judgments and Trauma Bonds, I posted May 23rd here on Spotify of 2023. Improve Your Coping Skills is on my YouTube channel. And The Prayer to Restore Your True Self is, it's on the YouTube channel, but I posted it here on Spotify on June 13th. I have a link if you want to check out my books or grab a copy of Sheep Hear His Voice. It's a devotional book. I illustrated it with Photographs I took myself to match each reading. So let me pray for us. So the blessing I'm going to pray for us today comes out of Isaiah 61. Thank you, Lord, that you grant consolation. You grant joy to those who mourn. You give us beauty instead of ashes. The oil of your Holy Spirit that gives us joy instead of grief. You give us a garment of praise instead of that heavy, burdened, grieving spirit. And you strengthen us and make us oaks of righteousness that distinguishes us as belonging to you, that we have been planted by you, and that our lives can bring you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening, and if this helped you, share it with a friend.